2: At the real What's up, y'all? Welcome to Cherry's World. I am Cherry Johnson, and that is Mr. Courtney Blackman. Today, we've got the host of American Ninja Warrior in the house. If you guys don't know, that is like the hardest obstacle course in the world. Um, But I also got some tea to spill with y'all. Mr. Akbar Bajamia Miller is in the house and we've got a little um backstory. So we are gonna let you know about it because I've been knowing that man for a long time, ladies. <laughs> Stay tuned and find out how.
1: This is Cherry's World.
2: There is an internet radio station that's generating a lot of buzz. The website is raisejukebox.com. What's different is, is it features a mix of new and throwback jams across many genres. The first Sunday each month, there are live shows with celebrity and artist interviews. Log in to raisejukebox.com, press play, and turn the volume up. That's right, raisedjukebox.com. if you're listening to Cherry's World Podcast on Apple Podcasts and iTunes, please give us a five-star. Let us know what you think. Leave us a review. I want to hear from you. Thank you.
1: Would you like to advertise on Cherry's World and have your product placed on Cherry's social media for the world to see? Email us now at Podcast at gmail.com for low introductory rates. Cherry's World Podcast. Get heard.
2: Welcome to Cherry's World. <laughs> Shop all things Cherry Johnson at the real cherry.com dot But how are you are look I already did your intro?
0: Oh you did? Oh oh because yeah, you you wanted to make sure that uh I didn't hear you saying my name, huh?
2: What are you talking about?
1: You, you messed it up, didn't you? Be honest. No. I didn't even make an attempt.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so look, I already did your thing, but I have to clown you though, real quick. And I clowned yeah. you when I did my intros. I sent an extra intro to Courtney because you was talking about me not being able to say your last name, right? Yeah. I should be Amila. Amila
0: okay so you practice don't act like you just already knew it you practice
2: okay so anyway i practiced but you called me sherry
0: mm. i said so, Cher- i said cherry didn't i
2: did sherry and it was so cute because in the intro you're like yeah i want sherry try to get my name blah 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 so i made one right and i said your name and i said and i said my name mom you owe me lunch for this when I see you. Oh you
0: <laughs> okay. I, I I apologize. You know what happens? I tend to speak fast. No, don't make excuses, Akbar. I have to sit in this. I apologize. I apologize. Oh, <laughs> you loved it. Can, can you imagine? I'm 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 clowning you about not getting my name right, and then I just jack up your name. It was the
2: best. Okay,
0: okay, okay. Well let's let's go back then. Let's see if you can get the whole name. And then I will really take you out to lunch. All right, here we go. You ready? Yes. Akbar Oluwakemi Idawu Bajabiamila. That's my full name.
2: You added shit in there that wasn't there before.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I, I got my driver's license. I'll show it to you. <laughs> What's going on?
2: <laughs> I love it. So Look, Courtney, we got to just lay this out on the table. I've known this young man since he was really just a young man. He always been fine, too, just to let y'all ladies know. Oh,
1: appreciate (laughs) it.
2: I put fillers out there, and I told some of the ladies that she was going to be on there. They was like, oh, my God, how you know him? I said, you got to wait till the show to fly now.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So, So, Courtney, do you know the story? No, because I saw you comment. I was like, man, you know him? Because, like, my kids love you, man. Because, you know, the, the show. Like, uh, it's the only thing I can get my kids to sit down and just watch with me. You know, oh, I mean, man.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. Same same with my kids, too. Uh, and they don't watch Ninja Warrior because of dad. They watch it because they love, they just love the storytelling. They love how dynamic it is. Uh, so, that's pretty cool. It is one of the most family watched shows, which is cool. I love to be in that space. So, the story. Um, is, uh, we were, I can't remember the name of the studio. Um, but Cherry and I were, um, we were in the studio, Shaquille O'Neal. And I want to say maybe Warren G. I can't remember who were there. And my brother who's working for Interscope record at the time, he was there doing whatever studio stuff, whatever. And I'm just kind of sitting there big eye going like, yeah. And in about two or three weeks, I've got the prom coming up at Crenshaw high school and and I see her, I'm like, oh my gosh, that's Cherry from Punky Brewster, you know, like, you gotta remember this is the, the, the era, this is 1997, I'm like, dang, you know, so I'm, I'm, I'm gonna be cool, you know, act cool, because I didn't want to embarrass my brother, you know what I mean, so I, I'm not trying to embarrass him, I'm just like, you know I mean? she just sparked a conversation, oh, what's your name, this and that, we start talking, and then she was like, oh yeah, I go to Crenshaw High School, it was like, I don't know how it popped up, but prom popped up, I was like, yeah, I don't have a date, she goes, you don't have it now. Remind you, I'm a total stranger, right? you, you don't have a date. Hold up, and as she pulled out her AirTouch wireless. You remember the old school AirTouch wireless? Da 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 da. And you were balling then too, if you had an AirTouch wireless. Da 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 da. Boom, called her homegirl up and was like da da da. Oh, I got this young kid. da 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 da. just like that, had a prom date. So, Damn. so it took me 24 years to say thank you because uh, I never saw you after that, but I wanted to say thank you welcome. Yeah. What made you do that? You know, I, I would have, I would have gone to the prom with no, with no date.
2: You were young, you were handsome, you were polite, you were a gentleman. And the girl who I called at the time was young and shy, and she was very worthy. She's a good girl. Yeah. As you probably remember, I don't know if you know, but she's now a doctor and she's one of the first black women to head the neotatology ward at UCLA Medical Center.
0: Here in LA? Yes. Really? I gotta call T up. It's, yes. been a, it's been a long time, but we kept in contact all the way through college, after into, into my career, into the pros. We probably maybe in the last seven or eight years, maybe a little more, uh, kind of just lost contact, but, uh, but we, we stayed throughout the entire process, yeah.
2: See, so not only did I hook him up, y'all, but I
0: hooked him up with a good one. Yeah, and then I ended up becoming prom king. How about that? That, that was great. So, yeah, I, I think you, you helped me get the extra vote once I, I was going around town saying I had, I had a prom date, so.
2: <laughs> and she was beautiful.
0: Yes, very beautiful. Very beautiful. Yeah, went on to have, yeah, went on to Stanford. She, we would, during college, we would have, she would share stories about Chelsea Clinton, Running from security, from her secret service, and uh, so it was—it was pretty cool. Yeah. Yes.
2: So I didn't hook you up with a duck. I just got a clear, you
0: know. <laughs> no, 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 no. Oh, oh no, no, you didn't. Yeah, if it wasn't the distance, that there could have been something there. oh
2: so tell yeah. me what's been going on since I've seen twenty-four years ago.
0: yeah so. Well, well, there's been a lot that's happened since then. Um, But I I think just to kind of give you the accelerated, uh, graduated Crenshaw High School, got a football scholarship to go on and play football at San Diego State. Uh, I was a big-time basketball player, but never got any basketball scholarships out of Crenshaw. Uh, And then after San Diego State, I was an undrafted free agent to the Oakland Raiders. And, you know, growing up in L.A., they were the L.A. Raiders. So I remember them being the L.A. Raiders. Courtney, I know that because I see your Lakers uh, jersey, so I know you know what's up. Yep. Um, and so that was kind of a big honor for me to to kind of go that route. And then uh, Raiders to the Chargers. Uh, they were the San Diego Chargers then. Then I went to the Dolphins, lost my mind in Miami, living in California my whole life. <laughs> so that's a whole nother podcast. Um, <laughs> then they came back to Oakland, and then my career was over. And that's when a lot of the change happened for me because, you know, the NFL, professional sports, it's a small window that you have. It's an amazing opportunity, but it's also a small window. So for me, that window was five years. And then I was stuck with, hold on, who's Akbar? What do I like? Who am I? What is it that I want to do now that I'm done playing? And um, I took a chance on on me, really, um, you know, stay prayered up. And I just remember going – I want to get into broadcasting, but I didn't have a big enough career. I'm going, well, how do I do that? So I created my own internship. I remember because I played at San Diego State and I played for the San Diego Chargers, I went to the local NBC studios in San Diego and said, hey, I do the postgame show for the Chargers and the Aztecs, and I do it for free. They looked at me and was like, yeah, hired on the spot. Mm-hmm. And that was the start of my, that was the start of my career. Because I knew I wouldn't be able to, to actually go out and get somebody to hire me because I didn't have a big enough name. And I knew that athletes who are in town would only want to get paid to do it. So I bet it on myself and did it two years for free.
2: Smart. What,
0: you smarter. created your own avenue. And that has yeah. led you now. Yeah. yeah that led, that led to, to where I am today. It went from that to calling college football games. And then I got married in between that in 2009 and traveling and doing college football. If you're familiar with kind of how that that side worked, calling games, it's extremely time intensive because you have to prepare for the hundred names on the roster on one side and you have to prepare for the hundred name on the other side. And then you have to know them intimately. You have to know where the coaches have been, what their philosophy are. So you're just in there just going and it's different games every single week. So I was spending very little time with my wife. It's kind of like being an an actress in that you're spending so much time in your craft that the relational part is very difficult. And so when I got the break to go into studio, which was a lot different, I mean, it's totally different to be a studio analyst to then being a play-by-play, or excuse me, a color commentator. I took that and it was then my first job at the NFL Network. And then I went from NFL Network into American Ninja Warrior. I got an audition and in LA, you go out on millions of editions, and they all tell you some B nonsense. Like, Oh yeah, we loved you, but we loved you. But so for Ninja warrior, I hadn't gone on so many. I just wanted to start acting up and I grew up Courtney, a big wrestling fan. So a lot of my energy is inspired by growing up. And I've told this to Stephanie McMahon. Um, uh, I said that it, wrestling helped me get my American Ninja Warrior job because I used to love like, oh my gosh, he just got hit in the esophagus. Yeah. I'm like, what? And his, I mean, think about how dramatic that is. Like you hit a man in his chest and it's in his esophagus, you know what I mean? Uh, and so that inspired me to, to to just act a fool on my auditions. What I literally did, I acted a fool and then I got the job because I didn't care. I just, oh, I'm just gonna go out there and have fun.
1: Dope. Yeah. I. I- I got introduced to uh, American Ninja Warrior because I, I listened to or watch Colin Cowherd every day, and he had his co-host, Christine Leahy. Christine Leahy, yeah. yeah. and she's all, I got to go do the Ninja Warrior. So I said, let me go check out her other shows. I liked her. And that's when I, I was like, oh, I said, let me get my kids because it kind of reminded me of um, when we were growing up. American Gladiators. American Gladiators. So I was like, let me right. see if I can get my kids to watch it. And they actually sat down and watched it. And then they went on demand and started watching the Older, I was like, "Oh, okay, we finally got something that's not like YouTube crazy yeah. stuff that yeah. we can actually yeah. watch together." Like, How so. old are your kids? Well, my sons, uh, my son. Oh, okay, son. Are, okay. My sons are six and eight. Six and eight. Okay. Yeah. My yep. daughter's yep. ten. My daughter's ten. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, we're
0: we're 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 in that in that range. So so yeah.
2: Yeah, my daughter watches you too with my mother. My mother is a huge fan
0: of Oh, that. is that right? how how, how old is your how does your daughter six six okay so we're all kind of like I've got twins that are nine I've got an 11 year old and then I've got a 19 year old and so yeah yeah so you, you get that 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 yeah, s- well, that fraction it's it's a big fraction like the 19 year old's off doing his own thing on the phone and then the the kids are either on their tablets or you know can't barely sit down and watch a show with you right.
2: Yeah absolutely I can't believe you're a father yes. How- Baby or daddy. How are you following these babies through COVID? Well, that's been the,
0: well, I, I tell you, the biggest thing is, and I want to pat myself on the back real quick. Uh, this one's just for me, not my wife. Uh, prior to COVID, prior to COVID, I had invested a lot of money into getting a robust um, internet system, router. I went all out, put CAT 6 throughout the house. And she just thought it was excessive. But it was, you know, I like being techie, and so I wanted to have all my techie stuff, you know, souped up. And boom, COVID hit, and we were on the block, like when people's services were getting jammed up and paused out, we were able to do it. So we had, throughout throughout the day, we've got four computers, including mine, five computers. Everybody's zooming from every which direction. Um, so that's been difficult. But I think mentally it's been tough just because the kids, you know, you go out inside and play, but you're kind of scared to go play with the neighbor because you don't know what their neighbors have been doing. And it's just, and then we're their only source of entertainment and they get bored. And so they've kind of had a negative attitude towards school and we try to break it up and doing some fun things. So whether it's me doing internet games with them or just, you know, just trying to do something to engage them on a different level, but that's been the challenging part. Like it's taken a toll on me. It's taken a toll on my wife and you know and the kids i mean they're just a little bit more vulnerable so they'll tell you i'm bored <laughs> can we do something else
2: <laughs> and then game roblox has taken yeah. over oh my, oh you know this oh god are you kidding me first of all <laughs> the best babysitter i've ever had <laughs> um, it's, it's addicting i've
0: ever had yeah. <laughs> roblox? <laughs> <laughs> roblox what's your babysitter's name roblox you you know <laughs> <laughs>
2: it has gotten her through probably like the past six months
0: yeah yeah and we we were never really big on tech in that regards because I didn't want them like for me you know and I share this with people I think you know early with our oldest son you know technology can steal your kids it can just rob you of that ability to ask them I'll never forget because I have this this thing connected to my router. Um, where I can see what sites are being visited and all that stuff. And I can kind of monitor the flow of what's going through the house. And um, I saw all these Google searches. I'm like, what is this? And I just started looking at these Google searches. My knee hurts. What is this? This is happening. And I'm like, these are all questions you would typically use to connect with your parents and ask them these questions. But instead it was going into a search engine, which then kind of, created this distance and so you want to be able to know your child through all the different growing phases and you know because there's a beauty you feel like you get robbed because you don't get that maturation rate you get once phase and then they get exposed and then it's like i'm over here you want hold on who's that like you know and so you become less and less interesting to them And, and that naturally happens anyway but it just accelerates at a higher level which makes it you know, it makes it emotionally tough. I know it's been for me and for my wife. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. But it is, I, I tell you that Roblox though, when we're all sitting, because we're humans, you know, just because we're parents, we're human, uh, It's frustrating. It is frustrating um, not to be able to, you know, be able to be there like you want to for your kids because you're trying to figure life out. Yeah. And it's exciting to go, okay, I, I, I know they got roadblocks and I don't want them to really be on it, but man, they'll go on for days. If we don't, I mean, if we don't stop them, they'll go on for days.
2: Absolutely. I got to ask, who is it that does homeschool with them, you or your wife? My wife. See? Yeah. Courtney, yeah, but, but, uh, uh, too. Courtney's wife, too.
0: Yeah. Oh, is that right? No, no. And, and, I'll t- and I'll tell you why um i'll tell you why this is just my experience the first two weeks of covid i mean we were in their tag team like gangbuster i was going all out we're gonna finish figure this out whatever and that two-week mark just slapped me right on my face i was like babe i'm done i'm done i just i had nothing and so i needed to operate in my strength i i mean i just it was, it was one of those things that was just challenging. So I came up with PE, I came up with a PE schedule and, um, and I said, I'm going to do all the physical activity stuff with them and have them, Oh, do we have to do this? You know, all this, but you know, I kind of, and I wrote, you know, certain things. We did all sorts of fun things just to get them excited about moving because, They were opening up the refrigerator a hundred times a day. They were sitting around doing nothing and they just got really used to being complacent because they're sitting in front of a monitor all day. But um, my wife was able to handle that for me. It was just, that was challenging. You're trying to balance and try to recreate your, my career. Like, okay, what's my career going to look like in the the COVID era? I need time to mentally create and think about what this is going to look like. And I couldn't do that. And So I've got the luxury and I, I, you know, super appreciative of my wife, you know, being able to stay at home. And so, you know, once we got through those two weeks or once I died off (laughs) that second week, she just stepped it up into another gear. And then there's the other thing too. I have a sixth grader in the house. I'm not as smart as I thought I was. That new math, man, get that out of here. (laughs) Wait till y'all get to that new math. No, you have a 10 year old, you know,
1: right? I've seen little bits of it. Yeah, it, it's, it's crazy, it's, it's crazy.
2: My daughter's six, but she's in fourth grade. I'm there. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So I, that, that, map, I, that math doesn't check out.
2: I was homeschooling before the pandemic because I had no choice, because I have this little girl who... And so, yeah, I've gone back and had to teach myself how to do this stuff. Cause I'm like, I don't understand why we're doing like 10 times seven, but I'm really doing nine times seven plus seven minus. I'm like, I don't, I don't get it.
0: Yeah. All right. Right. Oh, that's kind of cool. Oh, well, first off, I mean, that means you putting in that good work good work for, yeah, that's, that's, that's cool. That's super cool. Yeah. You gotta be a, a super proud mom about that.
2: I was. Until, yeah.
0: fourth grade. <laughs> until what? Until fourth grade?
2: <laughs>
0: until no, I'm like, sixth.
2: I'm up in the middle of the night trying to teach myself how to do this so that I can teach her in the morning how to do it. And I'm just, yeah. Ooh, do they, jobs? To- well,
0: they got these YouTube channels now. that kind of teach you because uh, at first I was trying to fake the funk. I'm going to go in there like, yo, I'm going to. OK, figure- OK, I got it. And then they they bring something else to you. Like, I didn't prepare for that. You you know what? You need to go and spend some more time studying. See, that's your problem now. <laughs> and then make them go back to the room. And then I go, uh oh, did you get it yet? Let me show you how to do this. <laughs> I gotta take this call real quick. Hold on one second.
2: <laughs> I tell her, "Mommy doesn't remember this. We're gonna YouTube this shit together."
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's kind of cool. Hey, let me ask you, why were you crying? Um, I was looking at your 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 social. You were crying. I didn't. First off, I didn't realize. Congrats on the reboot. Thank
2: you. Yeah,
0: I didn't know that until I saw the, the your your emotional tears. Um, that had to have been that had to have been like kind of built up, huh? You know what?
2: It was. I cried every day that we were there. I don't want you to think it was just one day. Um, Just going back and being able to sit on the couch next to my best friend, who I've known since I was six, found the same sets that we were at when we were six. Like, I never even wanted to be an actor, okay? I wanted to go to work with my uncle. And like I said, I never liked school. It got me out of kindergarten. But I thought that I was gonna grow up and be an architect. Actor was never on my radar. I fell in love with the business doing the show Punky. And so to be able to go back 39 years later on the that, show. That's that, got
0: to be, that's got to be a Guinness world record book, right? I know, yeah. I know what, uh, coming to America is 30, 39 years later. Yeah. <laughs>
2: right. 39 years later, it was just like the biggest gift that the universe could have ever given, me. you know, and then, I took off, you know, it was like the last shot. So I took off my clothes and I hung it up like somebody would a uniform, you know. And I I can't say, you know, but I took off my jewelry and everything. And I just was like looking around my trailer and I was just like, God, thank you. Yeah, amen. I'm, I'm going to cry again because I'm like, pray I get to come back and do this again.
0: Yeah, yeah. Can you stop before you make me cry? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Where you make me cry? No, because I, I, you know, I, I felt it. They weren't; those were real tears. Oh. You could feel like when I, when, when I watched that, I'm going, "Whoa!" Like first off, you made me aware because I didn't even know that they had, uh, they, they brought it back. So I didn't even know that. Where can I find it? By the way,
2: it's not out yet. It comes out February 25th on the Peacock app. So there's oh, a- we in the same family. Oh yeah, we- this- <laughs> Hey, is- hey. <laughs> Oh what? <laughs> That's
1: oh, I was okay. thinking, like,
2: you don't know this? <laughs> yeah, so you know how great NBC treats you. So we're in yeah, right. Universal, UCP. They, we're, it's family.
0: Yeah. And So you know, I'm going to introduce my kids. This is going to be great. So because they ran through all of these streaming shows, right, I literally had to put, like, for example, I had to put Disney Plus on pause. Like, we're watching the Mandalorian. No one episode, guys, because they were flying through everything. So all the streaming platforms, they've watched everything. But what I did was I introduced them to Webster. I introduced them to Family Matters, um, and so it would be cool to to introduce them to Punky Brewster. So I got to figure out where I can go find the old Punky Blues, because they also did Full House too. My kids were able to watch Full House and get to... No, they actually, they never started Fuller House, but they watched Full House, so I was just bringing them back on stuff, and they love it.
1: Guess what? They love it. Even, yeah. It's on the NBC app, brother. It's on the NBC app or the Peacock app.
2: Yeah.
1: Your job, your your, your company uh, has it all,
0: brother. <laughs> I, I, I didn't even know it, so that's going to be the next thing. They just watched all six seasons of Sister, Sister, um, oh. and I'm like... And I sat and watched it with them. I was like, this is great. It's something cool about connecting with your kids when they can watch and enjoy the things that you grew up watching. I don't think that's ever been done. I think this is probably the best time to ever have a reboot on anything because then the kids can follow it. And heck, I'm interested to see what this looks like because I remember it, you know? Yeah. Yeah.
2: Think you'll enjoy it too because, of course, Soleil and I have grown up. We've got the same adult issues that everybody else has. So not only is it like the relationship with the adults, but it's also the relationship with the kids. It's something that the families can watch together and relate to everything that's going on.
0: Yeah, how, how does how does that work for you? Because I know you've done other other jobs since then. But was there a hiatus that you've gone on? And what's the difference? And is acting like um like riding a bike.
2: For me, no, it's not. I had to, like, relearn a lot of stuff, (laughs) which is really funny. Um, There was a hiatus as far as an actress. I turned into a producer. And so I've taken a seat. Like I said, I never, like, wanted to be famous. I didn't really want to be on TV. I was just a little girl trying to get out of school. And so, (laughs) honest, so for me, I've been sitting, you know, behind the camera more than I've been sitting in front of the camera because I'm a bit shy. And so coming back into it, yeah, you know, like you don't want people to know you, and it's invasive. The cameras, yeah. really- and I'm coming back as a 40 year old woman who's been sitting through COVID, probably eating way too much. You know, yeah. you come back and you're you're on camera, and it's like, oh my God, my chin ain't as thin as it used to be, and where's my mark and my light? And but with Soleil, it's so much fun. I honestly forget that the cameras are there, and a lot of the time we end up just having conversations we probably shouldn't have
0: had. Were you nervous? Did you get nervous after, I mean, for something that was such a hit? I mean, you know, I can, I can relate to it because, I can relate to it because I was, you know, I was in that era, but I can only imagine the nerves to be able to pick something like, I can't imagine like, for example, coming to America, the nerve to be able to hit something that was such an iconic piece, an institution, so to speak. You were a part of an institution for anybody who grew up in those, you know, in those golden years, like that was a part of an institution. Was there a lot of pressure for you in that?
2: I think I'm too stupid to succumb to the pressure. I think I just really spent all my time enjoying every moment. I did. Wow. Okay. And I did something that I really enjoyed, and I pray everyone else enjoys it too. Yeah nervous yes but like a good excited nervous does that yeah
0: yeah yeah no 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 i get it yeah yeah you're looking forward
1: to it
2: yeah not like a oh my god i hope this is good but just like a oh my god i want this to go eight seasons because i want to sit next to her for eight more years and do this
0: yeah so how did you guys collab on this uh, podcast
2: horton as a black man did just like you did he he interviewed me for another show one day and he said, I think you should have your own podcast. I think it's something that you should really think about. And I said, okay, producer, producing.
1: Yeah. And that's how it happened.
2: Three seasons later, he yeah. stuck with me. Yeah. <laughs>
1: pretty much. And I, I was just like, you know, one of those guys, I, I just was in love with Maxine from Family Matters and I just, yeah. I, I never would have thought I'd been working with her though, but that's like it's the, it took me like a, it took me a very long time to get used to this because I'm like I I didn't feel like I deserved it <laughs> you know what I mean so yeah. it took me a long time
2: how do you, how do you not deserve something you created know,
1: like
0: <laughs> yeah was, it's, it's kind of one of those things I mean because and it's always interesting because you may not feel this um but you may not feel as big as you are if that makes sense you know what i mean because in your mind you might just be you right mm-hmm. but because you know there's 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 a whole another generation of people that grew up watching you you know all the time and i mean you've been so blessed because you're a part of two institutional shows you know obviously one older but i mean who's ever gonna forget family matters i mean that was i was just watching a documentary on that in fact I'll, first off let me say this the uh, reunion show they did with um, Will Smith for Fresh um, Prince. Fresh Prince, they, they should have did one like that for Family Matters. I saw the reunion and I, I, I thought it could have been better. I thought it could have been better. That's just my opinion because I, I felt like there was just so much more chemistry and you know what, it, it should have been. It should. There needs to be another one you know, just so people can really kind of get in. I mean, I just remember watching, it was like a tight shot. And it was like, yeah. it just, anyways, I, I, I digress.
1: I told Cherry the same thing when I watched uh, the Fresh Prince reunion. I told her, I think I texted her, I said, I, I really understand what you guys do for a living now. Because like, for me, I thought they just showed up and they handed their scripts. And then I thought, I didn't realize that they actually give them a script and they're sitting around the table and they're going around going over. Table it. read, yeah. yeah. I didn't yeah. know nothing about all that. I, I remember she used to always tell me about that, but it
2: changes. Every day you come in and it changes, and then you're shooting, and as you're shooting, the producer walks in and says, instead of saying this, now say this. Instead of saying this, now say this.
0: I had no idea. You know what I didn't realize, and this is I really want to know this from you, because I, I had the opportunity, and TV hosting is totally different than acting. Um, But I had the opportunity to play myself on an NBC show um, and it was one part and it took me a day and a half to shoot it. I found out that it took them seven days to shoot one episode or five or six days to shoot one episode. And I started thinking, I'd say, these are 12, 13 hour days. I'm like, hold on. Who are your friends? I mean, if you're married, God forbid, like, you don't ever, like, if I come home, I don't want to talk to you. I don't want to do nothing with you. I'm about to go to bed because I got to go study and I got to, and I got to get back into I mean, And you're doing that for five, six months. I'm like, I thought that I, as God is my witness, I said, you know what? I don't know that I'm meant to be an actor because that would, in this moment, would be too difficult for me. It would be too difficult.
2: I love that you said that because it's true. Like, people ask you, even trying to date growing up in the business, why didn't you call me? I don't want to talk to you. <laughs> <laughs> 14 hours i just want to go to bed because i have to wake up at six o'clock in the morning and be right. here
0: yeah that the, I, I don't know like i mean it is a a, a tremendous sacrifice right there's tremendous sacrifice there's side get to see publicly but there's a certain social side like i get the advantage of you know we can film our stuff boom 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 we get like two or three days where we go those 12 13 hour days i'm off for like two weeks and i do it again and i do that in a matter of three months and i got the rest of the year to chill like you guys are you guys are doing that for like six months and back then in the golden how many episodes did you guys shoot
2: we used to shoot 22 episodes a season now we only shoot 10.
0: You, so that means you never had a life. Hold on. I want to, I wanted, okay, sorry. I know it's. I know we're just, we're just having a conversation. Hold on, hold on, hold up. Hold up. 22 episodes.
2: Yeah, it used to be. Now it's 10.
0: So that means, hold on, if I do the math, um, I, I might need to call your daughter to help me. <laughs> so that's seven times 22. Yeah. that's a hundred then that's a hundred and forty whatever let's just call it a hundred and forty weeks no not not a is that 140 weeks no that can't be 140 week.
2: weeks
0: 22 weeks out of the year is 20 oh that's right 20 so 22 weeks yeah that's what per there so 22 weeks 22 weeks you're 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 filming that's what 52 weeks is that's six months almost 26 weeks is uh half uh, six months Mm -hmm. so for six months out of the year let's just call it six you're filming and then what did you do the other six months
2: audition work on a different project maybe go back to school uh early family matters years i was still in high school i was an adult through the end of the show but i was going to school i was taking finals i was trying to graduate
0: what school did you go to
2: Westlake High School, but not the private one, like the one in Westlake Village.
0: Oh, Westlake Village. Oh, okay. How come you didn't go to Crenshaw?
2: Because I didn't live there. I only I, mean, you you, I mean, you could. I mean, you could
0: have gone homeschooled anywhere. You could have gone to Crenshaw. You know what I'm saying? You, you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry. I'm throwing up gang signs. Sorry.
1: Sorry. Sorry.
2: <laughs> in Westlake, like Westlake Village, of Gore Hills area. So oh yeah. yeah. Two-hour drive trying to get to Crenshaw and My mama was not having it.
0: Did you physically go to to school?
2: Yeah, I mean, when I could, when I wasn't working, and then when I was working, I had a tutor on the side.
1: That's that's what that's how, that's how I looked, man. When when she told me, I'm like, you gotta be kidding me. Maxine was in regular high school. That's that's all I'm thinking about. In I my went head. high
2: school with all my people. They didn't care about Maxine. Shh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, no,
0: no, 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 because it doesn't make sense. Because I don't. I and, and correct me if I'm wrong. I don't. I. Maybe because the world that I grew up in, but I thought that family matters kind of transcend through all cultures. I don't care what race you were; it wasn't like just a black show.
1: Well, that mean, was they, a. It was on TGIF. It. I'm sorry. Yeah.
2: They watched it, but like the guys at Crenshaw, like I was, I was, I was a big deal at Crenshaw and Dorsey, at Westlake, like not so much.
1: Did you know what Dorsey?
2: D house.
1: Okay. Okay.
2: That um. You went to prom with
0: her sister. She went to yeah. And her mom went to. It was it was a teacher there. Yeah, that's right. Okay, all right.
1: Oh wow. So I went to high school with this girl that played in my girl Anna Anna Klumsky, Anna Chumsky I think, and she was like a big deal. But you gotta remember the the movie movies is different. You know, it comes on. You know, she did a movie and then it came on did another movie three years later. I could not imagine going to high school with somebody who's on TV every okay. friday night that just it just the
2: neighborhood that i lived into mommy and daddy are producers and directors and okay. you know yeah they were doing things like coke and driving the mercedes benz and stuff like that like they didn't care about the girl from tv
0: right so it, you so you didn't have it awkward it wasn't an awkward thing for for you because because i felt like back then too is the other thing where i think you know, being a celebrity is different now than it is than it was then because there were a handful of people that were, you know, the te- but now you've got this person's an influencer and a social media this and a t- and then there's so many different shows too because, again, that golden era where there's only a certain amount of channels that you could watch. I mean, you made through the 13 channels or whatever there were and then you got into the cable, but even cable was like capped. Now it's like exploded to a billion channels.
2: But it was different for me because by the time I had gotten to high school with these kids, I had already done punky. And so we had grown up together. I was just cherry. By the time we got to high school, they know me my whole life.
1: Yeah.
0: They
2: did not care. All
0: right. I got another question for you um, because I'm always interested. I'm interested in people. Um, So as an NFL athlete, when you leave the NFL – you go through this identity crisis because like for me, I'm 6'6, 260 pounds. And so you can visibly see like, yo, this dude's athletic. So, and then if you know me, then you go, Oh, how come you're not in league? How come you're not in league? And you're, you're done. Right. And so all people see you are is, as a, is as an athlete and you're trying to shake that off and reinvent yourself. So you go through this identity crisis, you go through like this, like this depression because You don't know who you are. You think all you are is an athlete. People only want to hang out with you because you know, you play ball or you run Like they don't really like me. You go through all these things and it it can, it can be crippling. Do actors go through the same thing? Because you may not feel it. Like at least for me as an athlete, you don't realize when you're intoxicated by, you know, the fame and the, the, the adulation and all that stuff, it seems like normal life. And then when it stops, And it's different and people still see you that way but they don't respond to you the same way it's it's one of those weird things where you go oh shoot like there's a shift in there's a shift in who you are do you guys go through that as as actors actresses
2: for me i've never been intoxicated like um i never bought into who they said i was i always knew who i was and i was cherry before i was maxine so i've always just been cherry what throws me, I think more than anything else is 20-something years later when people still refer to me as Maxine and they think I'm being a smart ass or I'm stuck up because they're behind me going, Maxine, 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 and I don't respond because I don't know they're talking to me. <laughs> <laughs> you know, if, if they say, Cherry, I'm going to turn around. So the people that know me from Huggy Brewster, they get a response. Sometimes okay. the people who are calling me Maxine, 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 Unless they say where's Waldo or where's Laura or Steve, I don't know they're fucking talking to me or what they're talking about. Like yeah. I've been vaccinated in 20-something years, so I think sometimes I'm thrown because people really live through TV. They think TV is real.
0: <laughs> yeah.
2: Go. You know, Guilty.
0: Yeah, who am I? Guilty. <laughs> Yeah. 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 I think we can all, I call it man worshiping. Like we've all, I think because of the way our entertainment is structured, like we can all get into that where you can be enamored with a person, whether they're an athlete or an entertainer or a musician or whatever it might be. And you do lose that because I remember I was taking acting classes to help me with my performance. And I remember an acting coach tell me that acting is bringing um, a real life, real life into an imaginary world. And I think there is this blurred line with, for, for people who are consumers of this content. Like you go, oh, shoot, like this is that person that I only know by their character's name. And you're so invested in it, you forget the all decorum, all, you know, whatever just goes out the window. And you just, it gets lost. You're just like in this, it's a blurred line. Like, where do, who's the real person and who's the actor or actresses?
2: You know, my mama said something to me one time. I don't know. Somebody said something about, oh, my God, you're a star. My mom turned me around. I was probably about eight years old. And she said, the only stars in the world are in the sky. And they're untouchable. Your little black ass is touchable. <laughs> <And>
1: so, <laughs> I want to I meet Mama Johnson.
2: Mama, serious. And so there was never like, it was never fed into my head. It was just a job, it was just something I did. I didn't even know I was getting paid until I was 16. Mm. So as an adult, it's just how I keep my lights on and I feed my kids.
0: That's it. Yeah, you know, you know, I think that's that's so cool because that's an inside perspective that I'd never thought about. Um, in that, you, you guys are, it's, you are because I'm gonna say because you're special, right? You had a special gift, a special talent at such a young age. Whereas you get these, well, the athletes are treated differently once you make it to the pros, right? I mean, there's some stuff that they do to cater to athletes who show promise when they're young, but I think it's a different type of. When you're thrown into the spotlight, like on a major, major stage. This is not local. This isn't just a regional thing. This is a big thing.
2: You know, we were six yeah. years old Jeez. I knew we, we were popular, but yeah. there, was no there was no social media. So to find out what fame is at 30, it's a little different. I didn't know what famous was until I was 30.
1: Yeah. That
2: was so what? Uh, In Madonna. They were famous. I was just a girl in Punky Brewster and Family Matters. Yeah. Not Madonna.
0: What have you learned? Right. What have you learned over your career? Because you know, as I'm trying to navigate into this second, what I call my second career. Um we
2: need a I, podcast. You say what? We need a podcast.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm just I'm naturally curious. I, I, I'm just naturally curious. I've always been enamored by you. I just I don't think I don't have pictures of that day. I do have a picture with me and Shaq. That's the only thing that I have is a picture of me trying to post up Shaq in that Westlake Studios, it might have been. It might have been West... It
2: was Westlake Studios.
0: It was Westlake Studios. Why did that just hit me right now? It was Westlake Studios. That's where we met. That's where we met. Yep. Westlake Studios. Uh, What were you doing there anyways?
2: MTV had us interviewing Shaq
1: and Warren. Oh, Okay.
2: (laughs) Anyway, I was eating. You really wonder what I was doing? I was eating hot wings with
0: Uncle Warren. Okay, I was not doing (laughs) that. Oh man, Warren and I were neighbors for a little bit uh, uh, down in uh, OC in the OC. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. That which was crazy. It was just like that was one of those other kind of surreal moments. Like, can't believe our kids are on the same football team. Yeah, cafe is what I was doing in the
2: studio. You
0: podcast. said
2: what? Hot wing cafe.
0: Hot wing <laughs> cafe. <laughs> there we go. That. Yeah. So, Outwing what's been the, what's been the biggest lesson that you've learned in your career um, when it comes to do, like dealing with agents and pub- uh, publicists and managers? What's been your biggest takeaway? No business.
2: It's not personal. It's business. They don't give a fuck about you. They just want to make money
0: off you. Boy, that was quick. You didn't even think about it.
2: <laughs> don't bring yeah. your feelings into it. Bring your A
0: game.
2: Hmm. Don't take. Feel like I
0: should write that down. Don't bring your feel. Don't bring
2: your feelings into it. It's all ration. It's not emotion. And don't take anything personal, because they will build you up and tear you down in the same sentence. You know, she's beautiful, but her nose is too big. She really needs to get her boobs done. Uh, maybe she needs an ass job too. But you know what? She'll work for this and we love her. She's got pretty hair.
0: <laughs> so it's just like- Hold on, are, are they, are you, did you just make those up? No, or those are I've real?
2: Heard, I've heard all that.
1: Gosh. Really?
2: Yeah. I've been told I need my nose done. I've been told I need my boobs done. I've been told I need my butt done.
0: What, what does that do to you? Be, be like, keep it real. Like, what does that do to you on the inside? That's got to be crushing.
2: No, I can tell you, honest God truth, when I was um 16, I convinced my mom to take me to a plastic surgeon so I can have my consultation about my nose. I got in there. The guy drew all these, honest God truth, look at Courtney, looking at me. He drew all these lines on my face, and then he told me that my nose would no longer align with my chin, so I would need a chin implant, and then oh. it would be my cheek, so I needed a cheek implant, and my eyes would have to be... um. Like they would have to rebuild a lid because they said that my lid isn't really deep, so they'd have to rebuild a lid and redo my eyes. And I looked at my mom and I said, "Can we go to Hamburger Hamlet?" So yeah. I got some chicken wings and a piece of cake and some little fried onions. And I never mentioned a nose job again. I was cool. And then honestly, um, oh my God, what's his name? Najee Davenport.
0: Yes, oh yeah, I know. Yeah, Green Bay Packers. Yeah. I love
2: Najee. Najee. A six page letter after hearing me talk about my boobs and how they had told me that I needed my boobs done. Nia J. Davenport, now, mind you, just a friend, a man I had met, never slept with, nothing, never dated, one of the, I hold him so near and dear to my heart, wrote me this letter that I was perfect. And he told me to never change myself in this particular that I still have. Dr. Dre sat down one day and um told me that i was perfectly imperfect and so for a young girl having these two men at the top of their game different spectrums of life that took the time out to talk to a young little insecure girl who had listened that i would work more if i had my boobs done mind you i'm rocking a double d no disrespect for to your wife but. You know to hear that you're perfectly imperfect from this nfl player and this mega music producer um really helps you love yourself for who you are yeah and really yeah, yeah, yeah. you know the industry will tear you up to build you down
1: yeah yeah, yeah yeah
0: yeah 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 that's what my coaches always say they bring you up to bring you down you always say that about the media um Wow! Like, I mean, that's 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 gut wrenching, um, especially growing up in that world and just, I mean, you're I mean, your mom had to have done an amazing job to kind of do her best to shelter you from, from a, a lot of that stuff.
2: My mom is amazing, but this is my nose and these are my tits, so I made yeah. it out okay.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Good girl. Cause
2: you learned, because you, you know, athletes and and TV, you got both spectrums. That's a lot.
0: Yeah, well, I, I will tell you well, the one thing that I missed and I've learned is that in in sports, you're constantly trying to look for perfection. You're trying, you got to constantly work at your game, no matter what. You finish a game and you spend that much time congratulating yourself on how well you did. It's like, what could I've done better? Let's go watch the tape, and then you pick yourself apart every single day. And then you get used to that routine. And the biggest thing for me was stepping into this world was like, cause in the beginning, my first season on American Ninja Warrior, I sucked. I was horrible.
2: No. And
0: at the end of this, at the end, if you go, it's still cringy for me to watch. It's still cringy. Season five is, is cringy for me to watch because I don't sound like me. Um, and so you're trying to mimic what you think they want mm-hmm. and i just remember like at the end of every show go oh great job great job great job but on the inside i felt like trash like man this is not me and i was trying to it, i was insecure by the way i uh, you know by the way i speak and you know so i was trying to mimic my host and it took one of the homies from the hood javon i remember i was at 24 hour fitness at magic johnson's um 24 hour fitness on Slauson, and she goes oh i see you on that show I can't tell the difference between you and him. You sound white. And, you know, to us, that's like, oh, <gasps> <gasps> yeah, yeah, it was like, oh. And, you know, I was pissed on the inside. I was like, oh, yeah, whatever, hater in my mind. But the truth was she was right. She was right. I was trying to trying to fit into this world. I had no direction because I'm so used to somebody saying, hey, man, you, you need to do this. You need to do that. You need this. And then there was this insecurity as because it wasn't lost to me that I was, you know, at that time was the first uh, black co-host on the show. So they had gone through many different uh, co-hosts. Matt had been kind of a staple there. And I thought, well, what is it that they're looking for? And I just remember we got a new director and the producers kind of talking. And, and, and for, I was for sure my first year I was done. And I remember the director coming up to me and he was like, man, you don't talk like that around your boys, do you? He goes, I know some of your boys. I come tell them, you <laughs> know? And he just said that out of the blues. He says, "Is that how you would really say it? Would you really say it like that?" And then I just started just sprinkling in my own flavor, and then I just start saying the dumb stuff that comes to my mind, and and before you know, it, it started to grow. And uh, and for that, it was just kind of the permission to be yourself. And so what I learned in that process is nobody can do you better than you, you know. And you can try to pretend to be someone else in the beginning. That's what I was trying to be. What I thought they would want me to be rather than just going, hey, just be Akbar. And then from there, I just kind of progressively got better with repetition.
1: Crazy.
2: Oh, yeah. I am so proud of you, boo. Like, I can't, words will never express. You know, it's like watching a kid that you adore turn yeah. into a grown ass man doing his thing. Being
1: yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. Doing in the world. Yeah. Thank you so much for joining us today.
1: Yeah, and this is cool.
2: When you decide that you're gonna do your podcast, hit, hit Courtney up because I think you got something there, bro.
0: Definitely. Okay. All right. Well, you know, and I gotta do a shameless plug if I can reach it. I'm attached. I gotta do it because I, I didn't. I didn't even get a chance to to talk about or pub. I
2: okay. I saw it back there, but I wasn't sure it was yours.
0: Oh yeah, yeah, it's mine. Let me see. What did I drop? Everyone can be a ninja. This is. Uh, this is my new book um it's not that new came out in 2019 2020 took my 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 marketing and my promotion kind of stole that year but um but yeah so I, i wrote a book about overcoming obstacles everyone can be a ninja and i was inspired by the show looking at the ninjas overcome obstacles so i talk about overcoming personal obstacles uh talking about the obstacles i've learned from the ninjas and i took like friends like athletes like Allison Felix, Namdi Asamawa, and I kind of try to put a book together about encouraging and inspiring people about overcoming the personal obstacles in their life.
2: Hold it back up for me one more time.
0: Yep. Everyone can be a ninja.
2: Love it. Pick a number between one and a hundred.
0: One and a hundred. Yep, I got it.
2: Okay, whoever comes close to that number, of course, Courtney's going to block that part out. We're going to have people inbox us on the number that you think off bar pick so you can win a free book. Nice. Welcome to Cherry's World. Ooh. Shop all things Cherry Johnson at the real cherry.com.com.com.